if it's more expensive, people are more likely to really watch it. Because if they spend oh. more money, they think like, okay, now I spent this money, I really yeah. have to watch it. I have sometimes weeks or months where I don't get money. Have you ever thought of creating any course and then becoming the content creator for a super giant company? Have you ever thought of leaving your job and creating your own company? Today's guest has done all of these things. We are going to talk with Christoph from the lateral community and we are going to talk about so amazing things just like how he priced for his courses, is the title of course really matters, how he priced for new projects, why he makes yearly earning plans, which language he want to learn other than PHP and how he prepare for his talks. We have amazing answers from Christopher and this is really going to be a learning podcast for you. So before starting, if you like this episode and if you feel this podcast is helpful for you, just leave a five star rating and comment your suggestion, your views in the comment section of your favorite podcast application. I'm very looking forward to all the questions that you have for me. And by the way, it's good seeing you again. And yeah, yeah, I, I hope it will be a lot of fun, but I'm sure it will be. <laughs> yes, exactly. We met in India before, like in 2019 on Laravel Live Conference, right? Yeah, correct. I, I still remember. Great. I think the moment that I remember was at lunch. I think we were sitting yes. next to each next to each other, almost next to each other, and some other people were saying, "Hey, do you know this guy? He has a lot of YouTube followers." And um, <laughs> and, and you you showed yeah. me your channel, and I don't know how many yes. followers you had, but it, it was a lot. And I was like, "Oh my God, there are people on YouTube talking about Laravel with so many followers, and I just don't know them." Right. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, this world <laughs> is so big, and there's so much." happening at other places in the world like in india and i just didn't know about this and it was like an yeah eye-opener for me yeah so there's a lot going on in india <laughs> exactly exactly and it was like the first time we met and i was like uh, this person is so humble and so nice mm -hmm. and i want to meet this person again but after that covid nothing happened no conference in person conference so that was sad but this is now the chance for the laracon india which is very soon happening at ahmedabad so how you are excited about the laracon india yeah there there are so many feelings regarding this conference uh where do i start so first after covid and the last years without that many conferences it's so good to have in-person conference back this just feels so good so every year i go to a few conferences um, of the lava community and it's a very special occasion every time for me so the last years were a little bit sad and yeah so i'm happy for another in-person laracon then i'm going yeah. to india again which is crazy when you think about it it's this huge country on the other side of the yes. world, so far away from me, there there is this big culture, the food, the people, everything is different but exciting. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting there. And then also the community and the people, what they already built with the conference and what I already saw. And there's already a lot of tickets sold. So um, I really yeah. feel like it's a very special conference also a lot of my friends from europe and and us from the lava community are coming so i feel like i don't know like, like a dream is coming true all these people together at this amazing play, place it's just like yeah i'm, I'm so happy to to yes. be part of this it's right it's going to, i think it's going to be the biggest laracon ever in wow. terms of number of people attendees so this is crazy, I think, uh, around 1,000 people, around 1,000 Oh, people. my God. <laughs> it's called literally crazy thing going to be happen. It's really crazy. And I think it's, it's, I'm already proud that I will be part of this because, yeah, it already feels like it's going to be something very special. Yes, yes. Okay, uh, so 
tell me which language you speak uh, like what's your native language apart from english obviously yeah so i'm from austria which is in the center of europe and we speak german here so the same wow. la language as germany but um yeah germany and austria we are very similar but still we feel like we are quite different in a lot of things so we are proud to be in austria and people of germany are proud yeah. to be in germany we speak almost the same language some things are different but it's a little bit funny that our language is called like another country so that we don't have austrian language but yeah it's it's called germany okay. and that's okay so yeah german is what i speak okay. from day to day mm -hmm. so i ask you this, this question because i really want to learn one word from your language and uh, i'm going to teach you one hindi word that will oh, going to help yeah. you when you will be here <laughs> so um should i start yeah sure so um one word which i really like is called laiwand sorry <laughs> can you say that laiwand laia laiwand band band like like with a w laiwand Leibund. Yeah, getting better. Yeah. Leibund. Leibund. Yeah. So Leibund. this this is a um, good. A lot of people in Germany maybe don't know this word, but here in Austria everybody knows it. And it's like we say it if something is very cool, if we if a person is cool, if we like the person, if there's an event which we really like, which is cool, then you say, oh, this this is Leibund. So, so Christoph, you're Leibund. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, this, this, this sounds so good yeah you need to remember this one <laughs> yeah I, i'm going to remember and I'm, i will try once once you are here oh, yeah. say like hey welcome christoph you are live on oh i love it you are live on too <laughs> good yeah nice so similar kind of things i'm going to teach you one hindi word which is acha hai so uh, can can you try this acha hai acha hai Acha hai, yeah. So acha, a c h a, acha, yeah. You can yeah. call it acha. Okay. H a i hai. H a i. Okay, hey. Acha hai, hey. Acha, acha hai, yeah. Acha hai. So it, yeah, th this means it's very good. Acha hai means very good. So when you are eating something and you like it, you can say this food acha hai. Oh, this podcast acha hai. Acha hey, Acha good. Hai. <laughs> so it's like Acha a similar hai. kind of uh, yeah. word. Nice. Laiban kind of <laughs> thing. Acha hey. Wow. So uh, I learn one more word. I I'm trying to learn as many words from different language as I can. Uh, last one I did with Kaniko, and uh, he uh, uh, taught me one Portuguese word, which is like sawdad. uh so that i forgot the meaning <laughs> i i need to i need to rewatch that podcast yeah. <laughs> and uh, got the meaning but uh, yeah labanth is acha hai acha hai perfect wow nice okay so uh talking about intellij and php storm uh like uh, how you become the brand ambassador of php storm for intellij like how you landed into that because you are doing really amazing tutorials for php storm you are like uh, for every update you give some tips for that i really like the way you taught the insights of the php storm and for every php developers obviously the php storm has to be the must editor uh, or i can say ide on their on their system so how that came into how that happened uh yeah uh, thanks you um it's 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 a bit of funny because it was not intentional i, I didn't plan it i i once uh, used php storm and from that moment i was on okay oh, this is amazing this is so cool but it's also on the other side it's so complicated and it looks mm -hmm. quite ugly when you install it and i wanted it to make Thank it you. my own ide so i'm every day i tried to make it a little bit um prettier a bit a little bit more useful i learned more shortcuts and yeah i just tried to become better at this and i didn't plan on doing any videos or course about it because at that time i was um, making level core adventures another course of mine mm, and i really yeah. wanted to make this and 
big and the other course level court venture was good but i realized people like it but it's not like they love it or they feel like i need this immediately which i was surprised because i thought the course is really good and i still believe it's really good but somehow people weren't as attracted as to other things and then i remember i think it was marcel um from yeah and he told me um why don't i do anything about php storm because he also um seemed to know that i, I know a lot about it and i thought okay php storm videos about that it just sounds super boring for, for other people but also <laughs> right. for me to record just about showing the menu and shortcuts mm. i thought like no i don't want to do that and after <laughs> some time it, it got stuck in my head and then I think I tried it out with a few videos and immediately people were um, liking it. I, I think I started with some videos on Twitter and they really liked it. And I showed them some shortcuts, some tips and tricks. And yeah, then it seemed like, okay, maybe it's a good idea to do a course about this because people really appreciate this. And for me, it was really funny because it's, it's, it's a big difference when you think something is important to others then um, seeing what is the need from people. And at the beginning, when I created stuff, I thought like, okay, this is interesting to me, then it has to be interesting for others. But that's not always the case. So in this case, the thing that I didn't want to do turned up into a course, which I um, recorded, I think, two years ago. And I think I made something around 15,000 euros now with this course, which, which I didn't want oh. to make. Yeah. So, um, wow. Yeah, it's it's really special. I, I think I sold it around 600 or 700 times. So it was a huge mm. success and I didn't realize it at the beginning. But I think... What, it, was, the, what was the price for the course? Um, the starting price, I think, was 70 or 80 euros. Mm. So I always start with the price in, in my region and then for every other country, yeah. um, it's a little bit lower. So um, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is in India, maybe half of it or something like that. I'm not sure, but yeah. but I always think of um, in the price of my area. And I think it was around 70, 80, which was the wow. highest price which I had for my course so far. Mm -hmm. But there are also a few courses in, in the same area, which are a little bit higher. But yeah, for me, it's so funny that how this much, thing turned out much, so good. Yeah. How much time duration for that? Like... Uh, in how many months you got like 15,000 euros? Um, I think it's like, uh, let me think, when did I release it? So this year, I think I released it, was it last year? No, I think it was two years ago. I need to check, but I, I think it's around two years of time. I made okay. this amount of money, yeah. I, two years, wow, that's good. Okay, yeah, so yeah. What, what happened next after that? <laughs> So, yeah, um, I, I just want to say it was funny that from something that I didn't think was interesting resulted in such a huge success for me. It was my second course uh, or my, yeah, my second one. And I think, yeah, I was really happy about this. And this is how I, yeah, people recognize me now on Twitter for PHP Storm stuff or they question me if they have some questions just because I did the course and I shared, right. I think I have around... 60 or 70 short videos about tips and tricks which are for free for everybody to look up and um yeah so i've shared a lot of content i think that's also why um yeah. i've now in contact i know a few people from um, php storm who are working there already so that's how i got in there but it was never my plan it just happened <laughs> okay. wow that that's really really inspiring thing in terms of like the the money you got and also like if you are good at something how boring it is you have to show that to the people so that one you can helping others second you can make money third you can get the brand deal yeah <laughs> so that's really really check, nice check, check. so just just by share, sharing your knowledge you can get many yeah. many things in your life wow this is really inspiring story and uh, i really like and i also remember like when i released my course like at in-depth level like in one and a half year i made around twelve thousand 
dollars yeah in terms of dollars yeah i can remember so that was really crazy because mm-hmm. my price was not not that big it was uh, started with 29 dollar but after two months i raised it to 49 mm-hmm. and uh, with the 49 dollar it was crazy like it, it I, I i was like surprised that how how the sale increased when i increased the price price yeah so that that was really crazy for me and uh, after the release of laravel 10 i will going to re-record everything and uh, hopefully this year i will be making the version 2 of in-depth laravel course yeah cool so do it good 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 wishes for that yeah sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh C- considering the courses you have created you have created many courses uh, yeah obviously the mastering php storm which we were talking about the laravel core adventure which is for the inside of the laravel what happening inside the laravel then uh, writing readable php i think this is with the sparsity team the freak yeah correct is this the one yeah wow so this is the one and getting started with tdd in php pest driven laravel so how you got into this uh, like uh, creating the courses and what was your uh, thought process when you thought that i'm going to create the courses and i'm going to sell it with that much huge success yeah it's how did it all started i think i'm yeah before i in 2008 i think i got self-employed and before that time i was working um five or six years in digital agency as a developer and it was Mm. fun but i always knew that i wanted to do something on my own for myself where i only have to work for myself where i'm my own boss so i always had the idea of building maybe some kind of sus the typical developer dream having this sus project um, where you can live from it and i always also thought about um, having some kind of of courses somehow because i was already plugging a lot and sharing things that i know and yeah having courses is also also something that you can do for yourself i can record everything at home so it's also a product that i can build myself so i think that's how it all started and actually my first course which i did was about now remember it it was about chatbots it was about building chatbots in php it was the first one which i did and um yeah i think in general i like teaching but i also like creating those videos and finding a way to get all this knowledge together and present it to somehow to someone and in the most practical and most easy way so i think i enjoy this process and that's also why i enjoy those courses and then with the first one um then i thought about okay maybe next year i want to do another one and i think that's just how i i got into it and now currently i'm doing freelancing so i help some companies programming but i also have my courses and these are these two things that i do and which also brings in my money and from what i live and i really enjoy having those different sides of my job right right i also started uh, creating the courses because I want to learn things and uh, mm. from an, uh, an, uh, being an electrical engineer and from not from CS background, I was like, I, I don't know anything. So how should I know this? What, what should I learn next? So I created the video, uploaded on YouTube and people were commented, commenting like, hey, Sarthak, why don't you teach us like eloquent relationship? I thought, okay, <laughs> let's <laughs> learn it. I created the video, uploaded it, and then I, I was waiting like, what next? <laughs> comment, comment, what next? <laughs> then people are like, hey, teach me about the migration. I said, okay, this is the next thing. <laughs> so this is how I started learning and this is how my courses or teaching journey started. And it was really fun because when you're teaching, you are not only helping others, you are helping yourself also because yeah. the concept you get, the, the clarity you get for the concepts is only you get when you try to teach that to yeah. any person really impressive thing so uh, like you have created that much courses uh, what next like is there any next course pile up in your uh, like pipeline or you are just happy with these courses 
Yeah, so uh, first I also want to say what you have built over the last years is also amazing. And what I always admire, what you do, you have so many courses about so many different subjects and also languages and where I feel like, oh my God, how, how can you do that many courses about those different things? Because it's you have to learn this all yourself. So I'm always impressed when I see that you bring something new out and I think, oh, Thartzak, now he's doing this as well. Crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> so congrats yeah, as well to you because it's it's also an amazing journey yeah. um regarding my next thing so i, I just released pest driven level this one is now yeah. out i think um a month since I'm, or a few weeks since i'm fully finished it's a course about building a full level application from start to finish with test-driven development. So for everything we do, we write a test first, but we also write all tests with the PEST testing framework. Best. And Best. this is yeah, this just came out. I still have to finish the landing page, which I haven't done yet. That's the only thing missing. But yeah, I, I feel like now I'm happy that this one is done. And then now I need to promote it a little bit more. I have some ideas for that. But I, I don't have a plan for a next course yet. But... I'm pretty sure there will be one this year as well. So I get, for me personally, my goal is every year to have at least one new course. And I don't want to pressure myself with two or three courses because it's very difficult to find the right yeah, idea to do this. So it's not like, okay, I'm doing a video course now about this. It's, it's, it's not that easy. As you said, you have, I have to learn it myself. I have to spend a lot of time and, It, there also must be a need from people for this. Yeah. So it's it's really difficult to find the right topic. So mm. that's why I guess one new course this year would be already fine for me. So there will be something for sure. Right. I all uh, I also like the title you gave to all your uh, courses, like Pest Driven Laravel. So it's like PDD, <laughs> but it's PDD. <laughs> Then Laravel Core Adventure. So So it's like catchy name you gave. So how you come up with these names? Yeah, th that's really funny because um, I'm a very creative person. So I'm, I, I don't have a technical background. Um, so um, I was doing different things before. I was um, trying to work as a musician with the guitars there, which didn't work out. But yeah, and, and then I started programming very small. So I don't have a technical background. And for me, it's very important that things look good and that there's a story behind anything. So that's what I really enjoy. That's also with Level Core Adventure. I worked with two designer friends of mine and we did those whole amazing illustrations, which by themselves are already really amazing. And we, we built this story about this little guy going into the deep of the world, into the core of Level. So there was a whole story behind everything I did with this course. Mm. And... I guess that's also why I was a little bit disappointed because it didn't sell that good or not as not as good as I thought so because I put so much love and work into this course also with the title. But yeah, I think at the end, or well, also other people told me, sometimes they had difficult difficulties to um, know what this course is about because Level Core Adventure, it sounds really fun, it sounds cool, but it doesn't tell you what it does. So that's also... Yeah. So that's also why with the next course, Mastering PHP Storm, my main goal was to make it as simple as possible for people to understand what it is. Because first I thought about, will it be now PHP Storm Adventures? Can I go move on with the theme? And I would have loved to do this. And we'll also mm. do some illustrations. But then I thought, no, it's more important that people understand what it is. That's why exactly. this title now is pretty simple mastering php storm you already know what it is and i believe that this is also the reason why it um got sold better because it was more easier to understand what it is and how it helps you so yeah, yeah so, so so the title also title also plays a big role in your sales yeah at least that's what i have experienced yeah nice and uh, how you decide the pricing for your courses is there any like mantra you follow For the pricing, yeah, pricing is is so hard. It, it's crazy. I've it's really really difficult. I've read a lot of articles and books where there are so many different things. So first, they tell you if the course is not expensive, people will think it's not good quality. So mm. that's what people yeah. teach. Then some others tell 
make it as cheap as possible for you and then a lot more people will buy it and then a lot more people will share it and the next time they buy more courses of you this is also what people tell you and you have no idea okay what is now a good price so it's mm. it's very very difficult if it was up, up to me only all my courses would be would have a way higher price just because of the work that i put into the courses the time i would need actually to make the price way higher but people won't buy it then so yeah i think also in the in the industry in our community there is some kind of price range which you see for courses already so we have kind of cheaper courses which start with ten dollars and then go up to 30 40 then we have now average courses like yeah. 70 80 90 dollars something yeah. like this and then there are a few high price courses with i don't know 100 20 150 yeah, things like this yeah and i feel like this is the price range where you have to place yourself inside my region for of course the price is different in every country but that's what i notice but yeah it's always very difficult so most thing that i do i check what other courses are out there how much do they um want for their courses and i try to fit somewhere in between it's very difficult yeah, yeah. Right, right. What's, that, that's what's, very true, which you said, like the first thing. Uh, I have read somewhere in any book, I believe, like if your price is very low, people will not care about that. <laughs> yeah. But if it is too expensive, it's out of reach for the people. So you have to be in between that. It's not neither cheap nor too expensive. And uh, benefit of a little expensive uh, price is like you can give discount anytime you want mm -hmm. so if 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 you are making price like hundred dollar and uh, you seem it seems like it's not working that much you can give instant discount for twenty dollar or thirty dollar for any reason which is like any festive thing anything and that's in your hand even after thirty dollar discount you are still gaining a lot 70 is not that bad for you it's yeah. not cheap so, so having a higher price is always good. You have the margin for discount. You have good uh, like uh, emotional touch with the people. As you said, like people will think that, oh, this course is going to be amazing. It has good price. So yeah, so this is what I have seen. And that's why for the next time, the next course I'm going to have, it's going to be like around $60, $70. And obviously for India, it will be cheap. So I will give discount, as I said. Yeah. This is my strategy. Um, also what I read or what I've also realized is if it's more expensive, people are more likely to really watch it. Because if they spend oh. more money, they think like, okay, now I spent this money, I really yeah. have to watch it. If it's too low, exactly. people just buy it. And they maybe mm. just don't watch it. They just want to have it, to be sure. Maybe at one time they're going to check it out. But the more they pay, the more likely is mm. that they are also going to finish. check it out. That's also something that I I noticed. I think, yeah, that that's sim happened same with the Udemy courses because it's way cheaper. People buy it. People have a collection of different courses, but neither one course have finished. <laughs> So, so yeah. that's that's a good good reason. Also, for, it's also the same price. for me personally. Um, at the beginning, I thought like, oh, there's a new course, I bought it. Oh, there's a new course, I bought it. And then I said to myself, okay, I'm going to stop now. I'm not buying any new courses until I'm finished with other courses or until I decide, okay, yeah. I just don't watch it anymore. And if I'm going to buy one of the courses, I'm going to buy it, and uh, and I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to watch it. And I have to do this for myself because then you end up with so many courses and you don't have time to watch them and then it's <laughs> overload. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, Christoph, let's switch gear from courses thing to your company. In 2018, you decided to start your own company. So what made you take this decision and uh, how is your journey as a company founder? Because... You were doing job before and suddenly you switched to a uh, uh, like company and uh, what uh, what drives you to turn that thing? Yeah, so um, good that you say it because I think before I said that with 2008 I started my own business, but it's not true. It was 2018 like you said, yeah, so that's the correct 
point. So, um, like I said, before I was doing music, then I tried to learn about digital media, everything around um, recording, videos, audio. I was also working in wow. the studio a little bit and also a little bit of programming. And that's how I got into programming. And then I think 2000, mm, 2012, I finished university. Then I started working as a developer. I was first a front-end developer, then later back-end developer. And I was working six years in three different um, jobs where I was always um, a developer. And then 2018, I decided I want to make my own company and I want to yeah, decide everything that I do myself. It's... Sorry, is it, is it a product? Is it a product-based company or a service-based? What what you do on oh. your company? Um, those comp on on my company or? Yeah, your your company. Yeah. So, um, like I said, one one side I do freelancing for different companies. I help them with with whatever they need in terms of PHP, mostly level related. Sometimes I guide them and help them to build something up. I work as a consultant. Sometimes I help them develop and then I um, build something for them. And currently I'm now working at a new um, US-based company a few days a week. So that's the only client which I have now and I help them every week, which is a really big project. It's the biggest level project that I've ever seen myself. So it's really huge. It's really interesting. That's what I currently do. And besides that, I have my courses where I yeah, sell my video courses. And that's the two income streams which I have. Yeah, it's similar to me. Like, so Bitfilms is not just a video platform. It's, uh, it's my company. So I sell video courses. Mm -hmm. I, get, I get money from YouTube. And also I do some projects for my friends. And lit little project because I want to focus more on... Uh, my courses so that's really good oh that's really and you're really successful so congrats that's yeah hopefully i i actually want to make make my youtube channel big i want to reach 1 million but because of some reason <laughs> i stopped between that and uh, for last three months or three or four months i'm not fo able to focus because of my marriage and then some other things and, oh congrats uh, now uh, yeah thanks <laughs> Uh, and now uh, I really want to uh, come back to the courses and uh, create amazing courses for my audience. The world is ready for you. So I just wanted to say I'm, I'm excited about what your next building and what next comes on your YouTube channel. So I'm always following right. it. Oh, wow. That's good. Uh, right now I'm going to post these podcasts on that. And uh, hopefully uh, after some time, maybe I will create another channel for Laravel India podcast. But Right now, there is no option for uploading on my channel. And uh, after this podcast done, then I will fully come back to the courses. Nice. Okay. So, uh, so you have many clients. You have worked with many clients with your company. I just want to know, like, how you decide the pricing? What, like, if you have some task or if you got some project, how you decide about the pricing? What code? Or what quotation you give to your client is there any like a framework like if you have this much amount of work multiply by this multiply by that so people have that kind of framework yeah. so how you decide yeah this is also a very difficult question very difficult <laughs> thing to find the right price i really ask you because i always struggle with this thing i really want to know how to price for any yeah. client so I, I haven't found the one right way to do it yet, but and the same with courses. There is a specific range in my region, which I see um, a lot of people doing. So um, for people which are self-employed in my region, they charge per hour around um, between 50. I think mm -hmm. around 50 is the lowest thing that people charge and it goes up to, I don't know, some... 120 euros or dollars oh. per hour so that high and that, that's I've, really high yeah that's really high and it, it, it always depends because mostly you don't know what they really charge people say that but you're not sure because that's the hourly 
um, mm -hmm. money, but if you're now working a month for this company, then probably you won't get this amount per hour. Then maybe you get a fixed budget for this thing or a fixed budget per day or per week. So again, mm -hmm. then that's very different. But usually what I charge um, for my client projects where I'm a consultant is around between 80 and 100 um, euros. Okay, good. And really, uh, uh, like good one. Yeah, it, it's really good. At, and I also need... It's, it's always also about what, what you need for um, where you live, where, how many kids you have, I don't know, for everything around you about your company. Do you have an office? I, I live here in my house with my office, so I don't have an extra office to pay. But it's also always about how much can you work a year and what do you have to pay? So I do a lot of my um, free time for these courses for on Twitter. I share a lot of the things that I do and th there's a lot of time where I don't get money for that. So this means for the other part where I work, I have to make some good money so that I can pay for the time where I not get paid. Yeah, okay. Good. So this means um, when, when I work for a company, I only work for companies which value my time and um, my person yeah. and what I do. And it's not like that I work every day 10 hours for them for the next five or six weeks mostly it's just mm -hmm. a few days or a few weeks or just some specific times and then it's also possible to charge more because if you are working every day eight hours for a company the next three months it's of course they will not give you that big per hour exactly. but in the end you will um, still get a lot of hours so it's mm -hmm. you always have to decide yourself how much time do i have to work for a company and how much money do I also need? But yeah, it, it's very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> right. I asked the same question with my friend, like uh, an Indian friend. Mm -hmm. And uh, he told me like, uh, you have to be uh, first to define like how much money you are going to spend on that uh, that project. So suppose you decided that if you are going to complete that project in one month, so one month salary for you, one month salary for your, like if you have employees, mm -hmm. the office, electricity, uh, Wi-Fi, everything you have to sum up. And uh, then you like, you need to double it up. So first you are, so double it up means two X. So one X is for your uh, expenses and second yeah. X is your, your profit. Yeah. And, uh, and after that, add 50% so it will be like 2.5x for that will be like 2.5x the real price comes so 0.5 is just the margin you have so mm -hmm. suppose you you are not able to finish that in one month and it take it take one week more so you will not regret that hey yeah. I'm not getting paid so that's that's a formula he has given to me and I really like that but I always want to know how people do this. And uh, you seems like following some similar kind of thing. And uh, this is really good. Uh, yeah, I think that's also nice what you mentioned. And now that you said this, I have something else. Um, I, have, I have a plan of how much money I want to make through the whole year. Exactly. Yeah, so, and, and I track every month the income. Mm -hmm. And then I check, okay, how much percent am I to my goal? So every few weeks I check, okay. And then if I see, okay, I haven't made that much money the last two months. And for the last month of the year, I need some more money again. And then I'm going to look maybe for more project or a bigger project or a project where I maybe get paid more. And so I, I, that's something that I, I know for myself I want in this year to to get around this amount of money, then every month I pay myself um, a specific amount. So like I was employed, because I think that's really useful if you have a specific amount every month, because it's way easier to, um, to strategize your life. If you have a specific amount every month, it's maybe a little bit lower just to be safe, but every month I get it and I know what I have to earn every year to make it possible to give me this amount every month so th that's also something that i have which i which i tried now for a few years and this really helps me to think about um long term in a year what i what i need to have as an income yeah that's that's really good because you have to cover your uh, like uh, uh, yearly goal 
and otherwise you you are just making random uh, numbers and uh, you will not be able to strategize your life and uh, create the budget money management lots of thing comes after you get the money yeah so that's really a, a good good point exactly and also with my work and my life i'm i have sometimes weeks or months where i don't get money because when i was um, recording the getting started with tdd course which is a free course I spend a lot of time on this free course where I don't get money. So I don't know, maybe this was a, a few weeks. And I think I did also some other free stuff on, on Twitter this week. So this year, I think there was around two months where I didn't had any income from client work. I still got some income from my other courses, which still mm -hmm. sell also when I don't work. But I didn't had income from um, clients. So and that's also sometimes what I want. I, I just want to spend this time now to make this yeah. because I know this will help me in the future or somehow else. But then, of course, right. the next month I have to think, okay, the last two months I didn't make that much money. Maybe I have to work a little bit more on client work the remaining year so to fit this all together in the year. Right, right. Uh, what other language you like other than PHP, obviously? And uh, what if... Laravel was not there. So imagine a world there is no Laravel. So what's going to happen then? Okay, so first, yes, I spend almost everything that I code is in PHP these days. Um, of course, I do a little bit of JavaScript. I'm doing way more JavaScript now with the new company that I work for. So I'm learning a lot currently here, also using TypeScript a lot. So I enjoy this a lot because I'm not that good at JavaScript and I really like to become better. So this is what I'm really interesting, interested in right now. Besides that, there aren't any other languages currently that I, that I um, tried out. I have a few on my list like Rust or I want to do a little bit more in Ruby or I, I still have on my list checking out another um, language a little bit more. This is on my list for a few years, but I still haven't done it. So I hope I can do this at some point. But yeah, mostly for me currently, it's only PHP and JavaScript. Okay. So and the second so question was, oh, what if Laravel yeah. didn't exist? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So the moment um, when I started Laravel, when I started, yeah, when I started Laravel was the moment also where I was very disappointed with PHP. And where I checked out Ruby and I wanted to do more Ruby. And I was also looking for a job where I could use Ruby because I, I was done with PHP. I didn't like it back then. It was a whole mess. It didn't feel like you can code good in PHP back then. Of course, this wasn't really right. true, but it felt like this because a lot of things were outdated and you always had to check for some. There was no composer and things like that. So it was way different back then. And I wanted to do Ruby, but then I got a different job and they were using PHP. And there we had to look for a new PHP framework because they were using CodeIgniter and CodeIgniter was dying back then. Yeah. And then I found I'm Laravel. And since then I'm using Laravel. So if Laravel wasn't there, I would be probably a Ruby developer today. Wow. <laughs> Ruby is really good. I've never tried Ruby. I really want to because I have heard so many good things about Ruby and Laravel is inspired from Lu Ruby, yeah. I believe. So, so yeah, so maybe one day you will see a Ruby tutorial on my channel. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, uh, uh, talking about the uh, the talks you have given, I saw your uh, like your portfolio uh, website. There are lots, lots, and lots of talks. So what was the first ever talk you have given? And uh, this is the first question, the first ever talk. And second is, uh, tell me about the first ever Laracon talk. I don't know if both are same. Okay, now it's not the same. So my first talk was... Um, first ever. I don't know which year it was, but I think it was maybe five or six years ago, something like that. And wow. the talk was called what's new in level five so oh level five God. came out and i i did a talk about what's new in level five i did it mm. at the local php meetup and i okay. didn't want to do it but the organizer pushed me 
hey, mm-hmm. you say Laravel is so good, please do a talk. And back then <laughs> I was super shy. Mm. It, I, I, I hated presenting at school, at university. I was super nervous all the time. So the first talk was super stressful. Mm. The weeks before, but also the talk itself, it was like shaking, you feel your heart bumping. So it was way different than it is today. And I was really glad when it was over. But it also felt somehow good that I did it. And people came to me and we talked about it. I learned a lot about level five by presenting this talk so there are still a few things about preparing and doing a talk yeah. which are beneficial to you so th- this this was my first one and then the my first laracon talk was laracon EU. i think it was maybe one year later okay. or two years i applied there for i think three years in a row where i didn't get chosen and then the first time I got chosen, Laracon U, I don't know which year it was, but yeah, it was a whole other story. So many people. And also what's very special was it was not only so many people, it was also a lot of people in the audience that I admired. So people there and I didn't want to yeah, embarrass myself in front of them. So like <laughs> everything that I care about in Laraval, the people, they were there. And I, I was afraid that I yeah, embarrassed myself and that I was always afraid about questions from the audience. And yeah, it, it was really hard and it was really stressful. Hmm. I, but, re- I remember, I think, I think you did a handstand there at that time? In your first um, I think it was a little bit later. Later? But oh. yeah, I, I think I that, remember one, one photo uh, you shared or someone shared on Twitter. Yeah, this was Laravel Live UK in. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I think it was the same Laravel. year, but it was not in the, f- the first Laracon talk oh. here. <laughs> okay. But yeah, this was also yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, how was like how you prepare for uh, any talk, and especially for your first Laracon talk? How was your preparation? My preparation hasn't really changed since the beginning, so. Um, the first thing is to come up with an idea, what what you want to talk about. So that's the subject. And then I start with a bullet point of just things that I want to cover. And then I try to build some kind of story around it. Because it's always interesting if you um, fill it up in a story, something like, first I was trying this and this and this, then I found out about this. Then I change something and then the result is something else. So you always have this kind of process where you want to take the viewer on a little journey with you, even if it's just about what's new in level five. Before this was this, now we have this, now we can do it like this. It's still a kind of journey. And I start with a bullet point and then I go directly into my slides. I do them all with Keynote and then I just um, make one slide with one specific topic I want to talk about. And there again, I start with some bullet points. What do I want to include on this slide here? And then I move on to the next slide. And then I iterate over. Then I go through the talk one first time without knowing too much about it, just to get a feeling. What are parts that felt good? What is strange? Do I need maybe another slide here where I need to explain something else? And then go step by step. So I think it really helped that I'm doing this now for a few years. And like you said, I have already done quite a few talks. And it really helps also be at a meetup, maybe showcase a a new talk there to just a few people, see what they like about it, or also what other um, speakers often do is on YouTube, invite some people, present them your talk on Zoom or whatever, get some first feedback. Mm -hmm. And this is always good before then having the big talk on Laracon Online or Laracon EU where a lot of people, because there you want to real want to real fit so for me it's very important that i know my talk in and out because on stage you have to deal with the people with the nerves with a lot of other things so the talk should be something that is already finished that you know when you start Mm -hmm. you can do it and that you can um, concentrate on other stuff when you're on the stage or a lot of people watching you so that's how i prepare so if I have to take one thing from this podcast, which is like create a story or like take your audience through a journey and 
like make them feel special by telling a story and in that story just educate them or yeah. tell your whatever you want to tell i th- yeah I, i think that's very good for sharing a lot of things and teaching because yeah. um i i don't like if people um tell me to do things like this and that you should use uh, this you should use that you should do this and uh, that that's I, i i don't like it because it's always um um depends on the perspective and on scope mm-hmm. if one people yes. if one uses this package or this um paradigm or this pattern it's good for them but it doesn't mean that it's helpful for others so what i try always to do is here is me it's personal everything i do is personal i want to share mm. what i have experienced yeah i before i was doing this now i checked out this and this helped me to mm. do things differently and maybe it's helpful to you maybe it was just interesting for you to see the story or maybe it's not interesting or helpful to you because this could always be the case but i think it's always important to share something in an emotional personal way on this kind of journey i think that's the most yeah most interesting way i think to share exactly. stuff i'm general on the internet I think this is this is a good strategy because people want to follow other people not the instructions. Yeah, so that's true. If you instruct true. them do do this do that they will resist that. But if you tell them that hey I was doing this before but now this is improve and how I improve my uh, life my coding style so they will feel that okay if this person can do I can also but they will not going to just follow any instructions. So yeah another thing to learn yeah that, that's really a really good nice. point i think it's also true with youtube followers or podcast followers yeah exactly they don't want you to be a genius they don't want you to mm. to tell other people how to make twice much money or something like this yeah. because it's mostly it's it's scam it's just about this connection between people because we like to listen what other people are doing we like to watch on tv what other people are doing how they live their life what they experience what they are going through what they are struggling and we just want to be part of that and that's why i yeah subscribe to a youtube channel or to a podcast or um follow other people on twitter because i just want to yeah be a little bit a part of of their lives right right that's really good Uh, so Christoph I have not finished my list but it's m- almost one hour done I oh, yeah. really have a lot of questions in my <laughs> mind I I don't know I I need to talk about your favorite uh, extension in PHP Storm I want to talk about your VS Code experience I want to talk about your laracations I want to talk about a lot of amazing <laughs> thing I have but uh, so time is uh, not allowing me so i don't want to take much of your time but just few questions which is not big it's just uh, one or two things one advice you want to give to your uh, students who have taken your courses so what was the one advice you can give them so the one um mother uh, the one thing that i try to live or try to um work is is a very simple one it's just go step by step mm-hmm. um i heard this many years ago and it feels it feels super boring and not really useful but it has helped me with so many things because every big task every new project every course everything that feels big and overwhelming at the beginning can be brought down to very simple steps maybe 100 little steps but each step you can do quite easily you can check it off and you have this feeling oh i did something i can move on and i feel like with everything in life if you do it step by step it's possible and yeah. right. that's what i what, what i live for and i, I feel like that's also what i teach others yeah. try to go step by step and everything will be easier exactly exactly uh, i have read one amazing quote in a book i think that book is uh, uh, magic of thinking big i believe i don't mm-hmm. remember the exact name but that there's quote like uh, uh, what's those uh, i just forgot <laughs> that's really <good. laughs> wait wait i need to i need to remember uh, yeah so it's like uh, it's very hard by yard but by inch it's a cinch 
So oh. amazing quote which says that if yeah. you if you try to it, it's if you try to come up with every yard that's really difficult but try with inch 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 that will become oh. cinch cinch. It's a nice easy. one, yeah. So cool. Yeah, it's really really amazing, and I follow this one, and this is exactly match your way your your uh, suggestion, which is like do it step by step. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Did notice one. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, sure. And uh, uh, which future technology you are really excited about? Mm. And, or you, you think we're going to change the world in totally different way? Yeah, actually, I'm. I can't really tell. I try to live a lot in the here and now. I I don't think too much about what the future will bring maybe in the next few years but not what will be in like 10 or 20 years for sure ai we've seen a lot on twitter what's going yes. on there what marcel yes. and others are sharing so i'm pretty sure this will change a lot of things in the future but yeah i i try not to think too much about what will be in the future because i really want to enjoy the here and now and there are so many things that people go crazy about on twitter and then one month later or one year later nobody's caring about it anymore so exactly <laughs> yeah so anything happens happens on twitter but after two three months it just vanishes yeah so i don't spend too much time and energy on things that might be um i try to live here and now and and have a good time here and we'll but see what the future to, brings yeah yeah <laughs> but there has to be one thing you would like to like to learn you want to go into that it's not like maybe not mm. game changing thing but something different which is not uh, not in daily life for the people but will be in the future for sure yeah so is there any, anything? let me see so one thing that i would love to see somehow in the future in the in the in the far future is because today everything in our cities is centered around streets and cars Mm -hmm. and um, there is an amazing image not sure if you've seen this but there's this image an illustration of a city and everything where is a street it's like a big um, crack so there's nothing it's just just the streets are away and you feel like half of the city is built for streets and cars parking space and streets and there's oh. so much space just for transportation and it feels like yeah, why do we need so much space, so much energy, so much for those things? And we could have a much nicer area around us if there weren't streets everywhere. So I really hope in the future somehow we can come up with a better way than everybody has one, two or three cars and we need so many parking spaces and we have 10 times more cars than people in the world. So I think if we could concentrate on on fixing this somehow we would have a much yeah. nicer neighborhood and we could yeah better interact imagine a city where you can just go out and walk everywhere and you don't have to think wow. about cars coming here or there so that is right. one thing that i can think of here which i want yeah, to see happening it's actually a good thing because it it is going to be good in many ways it's going to reduce the pollution uh, it's going to re reduce the uses of fuel and yeah. uh, sound pollution a lot of uh, yeah lot, lot of type of pollution will be reduced people will be safe lots of benefits yeah. we have and for our comfort we are just exploiting everything yeah it's crazy good, good thought good thought <laughs> thank you <laughs> really impressive really impressive uh so uh, christoph uh amazing to talk with you i want another hour to to talk with you hopefully we will get time when you will be here in india very soon oh for sure yeah so uh i just want to close this podcast with uh, like one word is like you are really awesome person i have never seen a person who is coming from uh that kind of background with no coding and then uh, getting job and then left the job creating company and uh, creating the courses uh, working with the community giving lots of uh, like he helping lots of peoples really impressive you you just uh, like inspire me it's not like i'm saying because we are on the podcast it's like really i i believe that and uh, 
when i thought that i am going to start the podcast with the people of laravel laragon india speakers the first name came in my mind is for you <laughs> oh my god uh, i'm getting really, ready really, thank you so much <laughs> really really this is a uh, really great for me and thank you for being here so just before going let people know where they can follow you what's your twitter handle or anywhere else you, people can follow you yeah sure so i'm um, first i have to say thank you so much it was also amazing being here you're also such a nice guy and i can't wait seeing you again then in india in person again so yeah right. thank you so much for the nice words so people can find me um on my website christoph-rumpel.com then i'm quite active on twitter christoph rumpel together and i'm now also having a tiktok channel since a few weeks wow. for people to check out trying something new you can find me there christophrumpel.com because my name was already used there so yeah there are a lot of platforms where you can find me and if you have any question at some point just reach out and if i can help i always try to really amazing thank you thank you christoph for here and uh, hopefully we will be having blast at laracol india oh i'm sure thank you so much for having me I know you have learned amazing things from this podcast and if you think this podcast is helpful for your career if this is making you smarter then just leave a five star rating comment your views on the comment section of your favorite podcast app and don't forget to share with your friends because you can only grow by helping others